Hey guys, welcome into DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I'm your host, David C. Robertson, and this, the original Atom Smasher, Jason. Hello. Alright, so uh, this is going to be a news episode. Uh, we didn't have a lot, and then some stuff dropped because of the New York uh, Comic Con. So here we go. Just going to do some uh, quick uh, animated bits real quick. Uh, see, uh, Warner Brothers has apparently given permission uh, to make Killing Joke R-rated. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's not confirmed. That doesn't mean it's going to be R-rated. It's just they're just saying that they have permission to make it R-rated. Right. So. I mean, the people directing it could theoretically decide to make editorial choices that would ruin one of the greatest graphic novels of all time but we can hope they don't well i don't i personally don't think that there's anything in the original graphic novel that is so integral that makes it it, where it has to be r-rated like you pointed out uh to me earlier uh there was like a parent there's a there's a shot of commissioner gordon's dick it's just like a (laughs) it's like a slanting like a side you know it's there you know what that little squiggle's doing yeah, but I don't necessarily. And he's kind of being like to... led by one of the sticks they use for, uh, I guess, animal control. I don't know what those mm-hmm. are called. Um, but he's like being led in. In it, it's it's a very graphic kind of scene. Like I'm yeah. I'm almost sure you could show like the the back of a of a of an old man ass and maybe still get away with PJ thirteen under the right circumstances. Mm-hmm. But showing the back of old man ass in a quasi bondage torture situation just probably probably too far maybe i you know i don't know um i don't know how exactly they they rate those things in fact i i've watched a movie some years ago Mm -hmm. um talking about how they don't no one really knows how anybody rates these things no no um no they they don't so i like to think it's the the computer from the uh, twilight zone episode that kind (laughs) of thing yeah so I, you know, I, I I suspect that it won't really matter either way. And I don't feel like a PG thirteen will. I mean, there's no cursing to speak of really in, I don't in Killing Really, Joke. remember there being any? I, I don't know if there's any in there. Um, there, but there is. Uh, it yeah, insinuates that... sexual violence, which may be more than PG thirteen was willing to deal with as well. And if they take liber- liberties with that and actually show that, that's going to be gratuitous, and they're going to have. All manner of people on their asses. Yeah, I, that's even one where that story's good enough with just the, the insinuation. Y- you don't need to put it in there. It clearly does the job without it. Now, my primary question is, are, do, how do they end it? Are they going to kill? Yeah. Have Batman kill the Joker, or are they going to have him not? Or that's, are they going to leave it as ambiguous as the actual book? That's what we discussed last time. Did. Is like, do you want to? Um, I I, I want to see if they actually if a foley artist somewhere is in charge of. Uh, I want to see if they put a crack sound in because this is animated. You, but there's no fake. There's no nothing. Isn't uh, everything's thought out? So there's going to be a person in mm. charge of that sound effect if there's a crack at the end. It'll be delivered. Well, there wasn't a crack in the there wasn't a crack in the novel. So yeah, it's just it's thought that that's kind of how it went down. So if um if they leave it just as well, it is, eh, could be. Um. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Cartoon Network did confirm that a new. Justice League cartoon is in production and is going to appear in fall of 2006. 2016. We don't have any... Yeah, sorry, 2016. Uh, you were daydreaming about a, a much better right. series that you miss and remember well. Right, right. Back when I was spry and limber. A youngling, really? No, nah, I was actually always like this. <laughs> um... <laughs> I remember being 12 and going, my back hurts, mom. Right. Oh, um, so, uh, now, do you yeah. think, do you think they were probably hoping to hold that in their pocket a little bit longer than they ended up being able to? Is it? Uh, I mean, they just ignored what Reddit was talking about right. and then announced it recently. I mean, you know, eh, I don't think they cared. I just wondered. I mean, I mean it, it was very they, clear. They had something planned. Uh, there was no, like, it was actually a pretty right. damning evidence that, yeah, no, you've got a show coming. Right. It, pants were uh, down. Yeah. Hand was in the cookie jar. Now, uh, let's see. You know, I don't think we've talked about this, and I think it started happening a couple of weeks ago, and I forgot to mention it, but more stuff has happened, so we'll just lump it all in. Mm-hmm. They have Warner Brothers has started a viral campaign 
for LexCorp. Right. For the Batman vs. Superman stuff. And uh, Lex Luthor now has a Twitter account. Um, Fortune Magazine nice. did an interview with Lex Luthor where he talks about why his company uh, does military contracts, unlike his rival Bruce Wayne. He talks about his, uh, his, his dad being an immigrant. He talks about all sorts of stuff, like East German immigrant. Um, there's not a lot of like plot or anything. There's no. not a lot of like, but we do find out that he is Lex Luthor Jr. Okay. Uh, yeah. yeah. Like he's a very, uh, oh, and they, uh, released a new, uh, a new LexCorp promo, um, for the Lex iOS yeah. or Lex OS or something. It's it was the, like, the um, Lex, uh, it's like Lex operating system. Yeah. It, it was, uh, you know, offers more privacy than any other. Uh, operating system right the most secure operating oh. system. it reminded me of like uh better off ted mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. a viridian dynamics promo somewhere uh it's really kind of extremely lame i i don't know how else to summarize it there's nothing <laughs> really in it it's just like i, yeah, I watched no, the entire not. thing and thought seriously someone spent time making this i know but you know what one of the things I did kind of think was cool is at the New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. apparently if you went and you looked at your Wi-Fi, it would say that there was the, the, the one Wi-Fi signal that was open was the LexCorp Wi-Fi, and they had videos talking about, feel free to to uh, partake of our free Wi-Fi service. Visit the LexCorp booth to receive your um, free mobile charging device, and it's like a little USB charger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I did see that. It's like it's the back of like a an iPhone charger or something. If yeah, if I was cute. at a Comic Con and it's they were playing cute. that in the background and my Wi Fi said LexCorp, okay, that makes sense. That's kind of funny. Um, That's cute. Yeah, it's cute. But outside of that context, it's just <laughs> it's a, a minute I'd take back. Yeah, seems to be a lot of a lot of money spent for not a whole lot. Right. But, I, do you wonder? Um, you know, maybe they just didn't have time in doing the movie to really flesh out Lex Luthor, so they're giving him a little bit more time and even got him, like, an interview with somebody. Or try to... Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, they're, mm. they're working overtime trying to jam Batman into as many scenes as they can. Maybe they... <laughs> I, I hope it's not that. I hope it's not that. I, I have so <laughs> much hope for He's going to end up being, like, they're going to be in the middle of a scene, and it's one he's not supposed to be in and he's going to be like the little whoopee character just popping in from side frame. Hey, I'm still here. And going. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, uh, they did an interview with, um, the guy that did the costume designs for mm-hmm. Batman, v- Batman vs Superman. And apparently there is, he points out that there is Kryptonian language that Zack Snyder wanted like Kryptonian language. Um, I guess meshed into the pattern of the Superman suit. And he had like, there's some sort of phrase and the dude wouldn't say what it was. He says, it's in the script and they're going to talk about it, but it's something about, uh, having great power and the responsibility that comes along with it. I'm like, Zack Snyder's ripping off Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently Krypton had, uh, issues, back issues of Spider-Man. Right. Right. Jarrell was a big fan of uncle Ben. He really was. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah. Oh. They aimed specifically at the Kent farm, asking themselves beforehand, which family do we think sounds most like Uncle Ben? Right, right. How about Pa Kent? Let's do him. Okay. Now, I, I don't remember if we talked about this, but did we did we actually talk about the, the little nugget that Ezra Miller's suit is going to be uh, armored and tech-based? No, and... Um, That's and, all we know about it. Yeah, I didn't really see that come out till this week, so I hadn't... Hadn't been on the docket. Um, I think it came out last week, and I don't... Well, check my phrasing. I didn't see that come out until this week. Um, it, it, it's, it frightened me. For, like, for a second, my heart sank, because I, I thought they were going to make his suit a technology-based speed, and that would completely, yeah. probably ruin that movie for me. Time to recoup the cost on that Superman outfit from Superman Lives, right. buddy. Um, <laughs> I think still somewhere. You could auction that thing for more than more money than you probably spin on the film um right nicholas cage would buy it with his last scratched penny <laughs> doesn't it's manage last scratched well. penny. um yeah the 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 suit kind of thing uh hopefully they just mean exactly what they're saying it's it's armor and technology that keeps him from uh you know dying when he goes that fast i can deal with that right 
right. and they've kind of they, you know even Cisco's helping me out on that kind of thing. They, they talk about what happens with this, and like even the Flash ninety series talked about why they needed to reinforce his body in certain mm-hmm. places. And I've heard a lot of there's a lot of cool things about when the Flash carries people around. He kind of has to like put his hand behind their neck, or it'll just snap their head. Mm-hmm. When they talk about the actual effects of speed, I can deal with stuff. But God, if they if that's worse than it sounds, we're in trouble. You know, I I feel terrible for saying this, mm-hmm. but now that you mention it, mm-hmm. I kind of would be curious to see Christopher Nolan's Flash movie. <laughs> Where he's the Flash for he's the Flash for two and a half weeks, and <laughs> his joints are just destroyed. All of the cartilage is gone. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he goes bald after the first run because it just singed his hair and follicle sets. He was never able to regrow right. any of his body hair. Right. He doesn't actually wear a suit. It's just like the color of his skin now. Right. He's just got a perpetual sunburn. And, you know, having already done a modern world, he would want to make like a steampunk flash. Right. Of course. It would be set in 1889. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it would. he would be fighting like the Hellfire Club or some shit. Yeah. Because in the late 1800s, the right. only available villains were Jack the Ripper and any any version of Masonry, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. You want to get these sizzle reels? Yes. Let's do something we're actually excited about. Let's do some sizzle reels. All right. Let's start out with the arrow sizzle reel. Mm-hmm. Now, they, they, they showed these things at the uh, New York Comic Con and... Um, about half of the first, like about half of all of them are, are like the first couple of episodes that we've already seen. Right. Um, so I don't know what the point of that was, but anyway, <laughs> what, what were, what would you say are the things in the arrow sizzle reel that got you really excited? The things that we hadn't seen yet. Um, I only got to watch it once. I didn't get to do the, the quick deconstruction. Um, I, I was a little excited about the, the one shot that I think other people were getting a little hyped up about of dark, looks like he's about to take off the the hood mm-hmm. uh, that would be mm-hmm. cool i it, i would actually like it a lot more if dark it if that's a fake out and what dark really does is start to lift up the hood and then say oh, i'm just kidding i know you're oliver queen i mean you sent out that video what you didn't do any of the lighting adjustment like you couldn't have made it i mean come on we all know who you are right and he's he's actually the, kind of flippant in a way that he could get away with doing that there was a really fun shot in the in the sizzle reel where uh, Echo Kellum's character, Mr. Terrific, puts his <laughs> hand up over right. Oliver's eyes and goes, mm, no, the, the jaw's all wrong. And Oliver goes, I keep telling people that. Right. Felicity looks genuinely worried for a second. She's... Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Damien Dark looks really cool. Um, He's so far the ex- really? most exciting thing. Now, it showed John Berriman, uh, which is good. Yeah. Uh, I would like him back as soon as possible, please. I, I'm good with because uh, where where John Barrowman is concerned at this point, we're going to get the League of Assassins, and I'm just so tired of them. But I know like it's going to be like episode three, probably. I would assume where Laurel decides to take Sarah back to the Lazarus Pit, and episode four where she actually does it. So, mm-hmm. oh. I I mean, I was hoping we'll they kind of we'll got the League though. stuff out of the way before we brought Constantine on because. I don't want right. I don't want the Constantine episode to do anything other than focus on Constantine. I I understand that. You know where my heart is, right? You know, you... Uh, yeah, I know. I know where your heart is. And hopefully like I did uh read that they were talking about doing having uh season 4 be thematic with uh share a, a common themes with uh with uh, Constantine. And I'm really hoping what that is what they're talking about there is um the the magic having costs right that would that ended up being your favorite take out of the series i think in constantine um that, that they that they stayed true to it really yeah. was the impressive part <clears throat> that was one of my favorite things in buffy the vampire slayer too mm, good point like they did that really well over there as well so mm-hmm. and of course no one accentuated it better than spike can you guess why <laughs> i like constantine so much you like british guys without turned collars i have a, i have too a touch and have blonde hair. I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> and dusters. Dusters never hurt anybody. And apparently, like Billy Idol. I don't. You know. I, I, I'm just saying. With a punk background. Um. Yeah. Right. Right. Um. So yeah. Uh. You know. I didn't really see a whole lot uh, of new stuff. There was some Vandal Savage stuff. Vandal. We actually did see Vandal Savage for a second yeah. over in, Air, in the Arrow uh, Sizzle Reel. Yeah. Um. We we. Uh, I mean, enough to know that he's out there and what he's going to look like when they're dressed, when he's dressed. That's about it. Yeah. A lot of more fun uh, fun stuff with Garrick. I did like uh, just the little bit, just the little bitty bits of uh, Garrick kind of in his natural environment 
being the Flash. That was pretty good. Oh, are we on the Flash as a rule now? Um, oh no, I just went. I went through Vandal Savage, Gate, Jay Garrick Road, really quickly. <laughs> I watched them all at once. They just all they all got together on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Speaking of the Flash, we'll, we go, we can go ahead and do this as a rule on that. Nah. Um, I mean, Arrows didn't actually have that much in it to me. Um, no, I it did, really didn't. I did kind of like that they went through and gave everyone a theme, like Lance. There's a voiceover of Lance saying, like, we've all done stuff we didn't want to do. It, I forget the line, but it was... And he's, like, yelling at, assumedly, Damien Dark that he's out. Yeah. He's all the way out, which... Good luck. That's probably not going to end well Good luck for with him. that, buddy. I, I mean... Uh, so... I don't know. I, <sighs> well... I, and, but yeah, so... Uh, but yeah, like, I, I did flash. like them going back for that, and I did like uh, just seeing Lance or hearing Lance be distressed about it. It would have been really as boring as it's going to be to see Lance try to get himself out of that. And I say boring just because Lance at this point has nothing to offer me. He's just, (laughs) I I don't know what they're doing with him. I mean, he's apparently his heart's fine now, I guess. I mean, he got shot the last episode and didn't go reaching for a barrel of pills. So hopefully he's okay. (laughs) I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, it probably wasn't us, but you know, I'm hoping that someone no, somewhere I just, on a, read a read something from from a number of fans who were tired of seeing Lance grab for pills every five seconds. Yeah, he's doing the like he's doing the fucking Sanford and Son bit, wasn't he? Oh, I'm coming home right. <laughs> with an arrow in one hand and a mint jipple in the other. Right. <laughs> I'm coming, Donna. I'm coming home. Right. She's still, <laughs> she's still, she's still alive. alive. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go make a home. Join me later. I'll go ahead and I'll go. I'll get dinner ready at the home. Yeah, I was getting no, I bored. Really of, just, bored as all hell with that, and just now I just kind of really because they have that speech again in the sizzle trailer where he's like, you know, you inspired monsters. Mm-hmm. I kind of just want in the actual episode for him to be like, you dummy. <laughs> that would be good. I, or he, you big dummy. He was terrible. Uh, he's been terrible. Hey, he's just been uh, blubbering about his daughter. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Sure, we all get it. You lost your daughter. And you didn't even know. And the other one right, lied. And all that. But hopefully yeah. we have learned. Okay, first of all, in that first episode, he gets shot. And, and you know, his heart didn't explode. So maybe that's done with. Um, no mention of his drinking, I think, during that episode. That was good. Um, right. Or Laurel's. Also good steps. I just, eh, okay. I mean, I, we've played, I mean, we've played I, that story as long as it can go. And then... There have been... I am almost certain that there have been Baptist preachers whose daughters went into porn <laughs> who had less of a terrible reaction than Quentin Lance has had about any number of things that any of his, either of his daughters have done. He has he has not been um, well-stilled in his reactions. No, 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 no. He's lacked poise. <laughs> To put it very, Just very mildly. Clutching his heart, guzzling booze. Oh, man. And, Just And the, the worst part about it was... train wreck of a character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he's, he really does. He's reminded me of Daffy Duck a lot because he sounds like him. But he, you know, just the episodes where Daffy actually tries to get bugs. That's what it tends to remind me of. Yeah, he's like a cross between Daffy and Bullock. Daffy Bullock. Right. <laughs> But they uh, haven't done anything interesting with him because he all he did was uh, he's no, he's pining over his daughter. Anyway. He's he's we know he knows who the arrow was, and we we think he knows what the score is now. But he's never really had an agenda within the team. And the show's about a bunch of vigilantes helping a city, and he's just the guy who can't decide whether he likes him or not, and sits on the perimeter of the entire of the action. He's right. Now, run if, out if of they things made it to where do. He, if they made it a thing where he actually does decide that he's on Team Arrow. Like they did before, yeah, and it sticks. Now we're talking. I, I'm, I'm good. Now, I'm good. yeah, now we're like, rolling. Because he actually was intriguing for a minute when he's running around with the arrow trying to stop the doll maker. Yeah, you know, or whatever it was. So it's, I'm like, okay, cool. But you know, if we get like a Batman Commissioner Gordon situation out of this, I mean, I liked him yay. getting little, getting phone calls and you know, going to help, and uh, that was fun. But um, then he went back to the whole, oh my god, my daughter, oh my god, my daughter lied to me, and then yeah. they summed up all of the problems that they were having for like the last half of the freaking season with 
what, what was it, like a one-liner? They just basically went, oh, yeah, and we're done with that now, and moved on. And it, it was perfect. Yep. That, that was a... <laughs> it's not even getting an A. That's getting a C, and that's as good as you deserved. <clears throat> exactly. I feel the same way. Right. So, Flash? All right. Do you want to actually... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was going for. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so, we get a little bit of Patty, Patty Spivet. Right. Um, we actually do get a couple of glimpses of Earth 2. Looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Importantly, though, we actually do, we get some close-up shots of Zoom. Yep. And he kind of looks awful. A little bit. Well, <laughs> not really. I can deal with it. They're doing this. It looks like they're doing the same kind of uh, effect they used for reverse flash. Um, mm-hmm. Just a constantly buzzing uh, picture. And I, I don't know. I dug it. And as we predicted, so of- the voice sounds amazing. It does. But one of my issues, though, so far is that um, it seems like his only real motivation is that he wants he wants to be the only speedster. That's what they say is, yeah, he just wants to eliminate all other speedsters. Yeah. I I immediately my my take on it or my guess was, oh, yeah, if you eliminate all the other speedsters, you're the most powerful being in the universe in several universes, apparently now. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously you should eliminate anyone who can match your skill set and then rule the world. It is a fun little bit where he tells uh, tells Barry that heroes die. Mm-hmm. And Barry says, uh, you have to catch them first. Runs off. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, okay. Enjoyed that a little bit. I no, More than that, I just liked uh, how kind of casually brave he is at this point. I He's almost like Zoom standing there, presumably menacing. And, uh, dude, Barry's demeanor is kind of like a, dude, what? What the fuck? What the hell do you want, man? <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, you know, I... I'm not terribly interested in in the whole I want to be the only speedster idea, but mm. I, as a as a step one, it's fine. That depends on where you come from. They they have to give me more than well. Why is Zoom evil? Because he's killing people. Why is right. he killing people? Because he needs to kill all the speedsters. Why is he killing any speedsters? Because he needs to kill all the speedsters. I don't understand. If that's as far right. as we go, there's going to be a problem. Right. I you know I am now with Zoom and this being his his arc or his motivation, I'm a little worried that uh, he and Damien Dark, I mean, that just like the team, uh, the writing team is just going like, let's just make him for evil for evil's sake. Do we have to come up with a reason? <laughs> I mean, actually though, God, it's hard. No, writing I, is hard. It, no, that at this point that would be okay. Especially if you went to Arrow, like, yeah, I, that, I could accept that. I mean, you've come up with other villains with other purposes and they were kind of eh, given to, eh. Right. Could have been better. Okay. So right. just do evil for the fuck of it now. Try that out. See if that sticks. Yeah. So we did, uh, we got introduced to Hot Girl in this uh, in this trailer. Um, not much of an introduction. She said her name. Right. They literally let her introduce herself. All right. <laughs> and, and, I mean, they they, they kind of just turned and went, and she'll be here. And then went back to right. more yeah. images of yeah. people hitting people. Yeah, right. more assassins sent after Barry. That's actually what I'm really excited about. I'm not so much excited that Zoom's coming. I mean, he is, and that sounds uh, pretty fantastic. But yeah, it, I'm more sure. excited that he's decided to kill Barry by sending in assassin after assassin. Yeah, I'd... which you got to admit is going to get old after a minute. You know, he's already sent. Yeah, it, after he I'm sends like three or four in, you kind of go, okay, this is going to have to be a. I'm going to have to take care of this myself. It was like when I was a kid, I used to watch uh, the Power Rangers, and every week I wondered why Lord Zed didn't just go down to Earth and destroy them himself. Right. Would that be simpler? It seems like it would be, because it seems like he'd be pretty powerful. <laughs> Starts with Lord. Usually they're pretty good, right? Yeah, yeah. And he would always say stuff like, if you want something done, you have to do it yourself, and then he just goes and makes another monster himself instead of having Fenster do it. I don't, I'm, I'm just confused. Yeah, it was... So, I don't, you know... That part was bizarre. <laughs> like, they... It'll be a fun premise for uh, a few episodes while they get some other stuff set up on the, the expositional train. Right. While they get the set pieces where they need them. Because they're going to be kind of, mm-hmm. you know, talking Jay Garrick into the world. And we're going to be introducing Patty Spivet while we're at it. And, you know, we're going to give yeah. you a little bit of a story about where Barry and the team are right now. And, oh yeah, by the way, Cisco's not uh, completely human and... They're going to need something to distract right, you during right. the process. So, who are we getting? So, like, is there anything else in the. Who are all the characters? Who are all the villains are they sending out? What'd you say his name was? Sand something? Sand, Sand Demon. Yeah, Sand yeah. Demon. Uh, he, was, he was completely. I got nothing on him. Yeah. <clears throat> not, I'm, not, I'm drawing a blank on him, honestly. Yeah. But, he um, just looks like Sandman. 
Was there uh, was there anything the uh, in in particular, anything else that you wanted to talk about on this flash sizzle reel? Not particularly. No. All right, you want to jump over to Gotham? Mm. No, they did. Oh, they did the same thing with Hot Girl, though, didn't they? Oh yeah, and she'll be here. Yeah, pretty much. There's <laughs> there's just a moment in the in the reel where they're like, and everyone introduce yourself. <laughs> right. Yeah, let's hit Gotham. Let's hit up Jally McJallerson the fourth. Yeah, so the only real new new footage we get is is really pretty much mostly just Michael Chiklis coming in and like firing every damn body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun. I, I liked his speech. Um, he's kind of a badass. Not that he was already. I thought he was a lot of fun. Uh, it, uh, his demeanor needs a little bit of fleshing out, but because um, it it felt a little weird to be honest. I. Seemed a little forced at, uh, on a couple of couple of lines, but he's gonna. I think he's gonna flesh out really well. Like I can at least do this. Um, I've stated how I feel about Chickles. It's not his fault. Just mm-hmm. chemical disturbance between me and him. I don't understand. Um, and <laughs> I, I might be able to get over it. I might just. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I, I liked what he did so far. I mean, pulls damn, every dude. pulls everybody in a line, starts throwing their file at him. Racketeering, bribery, drug abuse. Sons of bitches, you're fired. <laughs> I did like that line yeah. a lot. He just stops naming crimes and screams, <laughs> just, Sons of bitches. <laughs> Get out. And and what was cool about it is he actually does address problems that we had. If you go back and listen to our review, he addresses problems we had mm-hmm. uh, where he talks about this is a police station. You you let these criminals just waltz you in let here an and start killing your ex-con. An escape convict yeah, walking. It was like you should all be angry and ashamed. Anyone who's not angry and ashamed, speak up right now because you don't deserve to be a police officer. And no one speaks up. And he's like, "Some of you are lying." Right. <laughs> I've read your files. I. If you hear your name. How much did you? Forward. How much did you expect for a second? Um, he he kind of looks at everybody. You can tell he's going to be one of those like, "Dude, clean yourself the fuck up." Like, "Bullet, go shave." You know, you expect him to say that at some point. Like, um. Mm. It, how much did you, when he says, like, is anyone here, or are you ashamed? I fully expected Gordon to, to growl, yes. You know, I fully expected that, but he didn't. Yeah, I didn't expect that at all. I just expected Jim Gordon to stand there and look angry. It even flashed to him, and for a second I thought, yeah, oh, okay. And but yeah, back I, to the I jowls. I had a lot of fun with it, man. I had a lot of fun with it. Mm-hmm. I, I'm looking forward to him. Now, <clears throat> well, uh, was there anything else in the Gotham sizzle reel that, that really stood out to you? How much I miss Jerome I already. Think of anything. How much you miss Jerome already. <laughs> they made me watch him die again, sorry, Dave. Buddy. I didn't want to watch him die again. I know. I know. Um, all right. Well, I am going to move on to news if you don't have anything else on the sizzle room. No, got nothing. They, uh, we'll, we'll throw uh, links to them up in the show notes, and uh, you can go check those out on uh, our website. So uh, I'm going to move back to Arrow real quick and talk about some news. Um now, I I have recently decided that I believe the person in the grave at the end of that first episode is going to be uh, Oliver's baby mama. I can't remember her name is. Whatever, Hawk. Um, <laughs> Something Hawk. But then, uh, yeah, but then uh, it did occur to me that it might be uh, this new character, this flashback character that Oliver's going to have a love affair with, uh, played by uh, Alicia uh, Rotaru, I guess her name is. Right. And uh, now the, here was something that Mark Guggenheim said about uh, about her character. He says, Oliver is going to have a love interest in the past that will serve as a parallel or potentially a contrast to his love affair with Felicity in the present. Right. The flashbacks are also where Oliver will encounter supernatural ele- uh, events that science cannot explain. These events will play a pivotal role in the show's ongoing present story. Involving Thea and Damien Dark. Uh, they've already uh, that, told that us that. Seems I mean, to indicate we knew that yeah, when he that said, "I've seen things." To, I really, man, I really hope they're not just going to introduce a love interest in the past and then have her die. But like you know, there that's, is that's like lame. as at least as much credibility for that theory as there is any other thing. And as soon as I said it, because we were talking about this before the show started, right. as soon as I said it that it could be her, I had this terrible sinking feeling that that's who it's going to be. Yeah, I, I, I kind of heard the thought rattling off, and um, I had the same feeling. I really did. Because it seems... <laughs> well, I called you all excited because... Uh, some, And this is 
this is a someone else's take entirely that we're ripping off, but they pointed out whomever they are right. somewhere out on the internet being good at their being better at observation than us. Um, right. Felicity's Jewish, and those are flowers around the gravestone, not stones. That's a, mm-hmm. a Jewish custom, as you actually place stones. Mark Guggenheim, Jewish. Um, I think it was Mark. Right. Same person pointed out that one of the main producers is uh, is Jewish. So presumably, that's something that they've got, you know, in their knowledge basket and wouldn't fuck up. Right. Also, too damn right. obvious. Come on, just too damn obvious. Right. And, you know, I, I read something else on the internet, and it was pointing out all these things like... Um, it can't be any of the lances because it doesn't look like any of it doesn't look like the same place where Sarah was buried. Although, um, and ge- families generally get buried together, they do uh, in the same. But cemeteries uh, have a way of looking different. Cemetery, that's true. But it doesn't. It totally doesn't look like the the cemetery behind Queen Mansion. No. So can't be Thea. No, and we knew. All right, so it, the cemetery behind. Uh, Queen Mansion, maybe not Thea. I can get behind that. And people saying that it can't be Thea because she's already been killed. Well, check your cast list. I'm pretty sure she's still there. Um, oh, right. That doesn't qualify. It, first of all, they've said that death that this death is going to stick. So mm-hmm. they have Thea's a perfectly good choice to me. Um, Thea's a good uh, a perfectly ch- good choice if we weren't just going to have to deal with her dying all over again. Yeah, yeah, um, and. Okay, the lances, you have to admit all of them are out. Um, you know, we, we think that he would, you know, hit sit there and shed a tear for Quentin, and we know he probably would get there and shed a few tears for Laurel. Uh, we know Barry would just yeah. come be, you know, a good friend anyway. Um, right. So no big deal there. But I, the big thing, like, me and you personally have ruled out any of the lances based on the theory that if it was any one lance under the ground, you wouldn't be able to remove the other lances from the area above the ground. Right. So if it was like, Quentin, then Laurel, no doubt, would be sitting there in one of his, like, fucking jackets, just staring at the grave in the middle of the night, drunk on half a glass of wine. And Right. There would have to be an entire scene beforehand where Oliver pries the bottle out of his <laughs> one good hand, the other <laughs> being clenched around his heart firmly. Right. And, yeah, if it's, if, it's, uh, if it's Laurel that actually dies, which, don't get me wrong, she's a vacuum of story right now. She's, she's a narrative wasteland. Yeah. So killing her might be about all that you could get until you give her something to fucking do. Uh, so we could get behind that. I would even be able to sacrifice Black Canary. I'd even be able to go and down by the road. way, I, I want to point out, we're not just being mean about Laurel. This is something the writers and producers have admitted. They've admitted that they, that they had no certain idea. plans for Laurel and then those fell through and they didn't know what to do with her. So they just kind of made her Black Canary as fast as possible to make her do something. Right. I mean, they, they don't know what they are doing they with Laurel. They keep thinking no they're going to try something. It keeps kind of not working well enough, and then they just move on to things that are working. And if they were here right now, they would be like, well, we didn't say that, but that would be bullshit. Because <laughs> that's exactly and what they said. And we would be able to happily tell in them, a, you didn't have to say it, say it. In a very PR kind of way, they said Yeah, said it. You said it as much you as you could it. say it. But yeah, and if it was if it and, was Laurel that was somehow know. dead, Quentin would. There's no way. Like the big part is that we're talking about uh, Oliver still in funeral garb, hanging out at the right. site after everyone's gone, and Quentin would not mm-hmm. leave that tombstone for two weeks. He'd just sit there and blubber, just yeah. just Laurel, Laurel, just over and over again. With with a slight intermittent Sarah, right? Laurel, right. Yeah. And you know who wouldn't come back to Every save him? Dinah Lance. Because for some reason, they're not doing anything with her. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I really don't uh, understand. She's not that busy. All right, all right. <laughs> now, this is sort of, uh, this is interesting. I think it's really interesting. Um, apparently, Neil McDonough is going to be playing Damien Dark, not just on Arrow, but he's going to pop over to The Flash. Awesome. And he's also going to be in Legends of Tomorrow. Nice. Now, this is what he had to say about it, and I, he might have a slip-up, because I doubt they're going to be calling themselves the Legends of Tomorrow, mm-hmm. but Neil McDonough said, you go back to the league, <laughs> and then he stops. <laughs> oh. He stops. <clears throat> and he says, I did an episode of Legends last week, and I look exactly the same in 1975. <laughs> 
but you see he's not as confident and doesn't have such an agenda 40 years ago as he does now. So it's fun to play the different times, you know, going back in time with Legends and The Flash. With The Flash, I'm just this crazy, fun, enjoy everything while I kill everybody type of character. Uh It's just nuts. I'm enjoying the power that I have because it's my time. It's not Savage's time. It's not Rachel Ghoul's time. It's Damien Dark's time. I even like how he talks about his character being evil. Right? Oh, man, he's he's exciting. He really is. In less interesting news, <laughs> Teddy Sears. It, anything involving a slip of the word, the leak, I mean, not a thing I right. said. Right. Super hands. So te- <laughs> Teddy Sears says that he and Caitlin will be getting very comfortable with each other because she just, you know, lost her fiance. He's like stranger in a strange land and they'll be, you know, hanging out a lot. Um, he says he doesn't know if it's going to be going deeper than that as in like a romantic relationship or anything he doesn't know if jay and and caitlin will uh will will get together but uh um, really hope not it kind of would take way too much out of you know however the sacrifice in, the, in the interview ending. yeah i mean she's been mourning off screen apparently we haven't seen her mourn but I'd, you know i'd kind of like to see like a little bit of bereavement before she comes back yeah in the in the interview the interviewer asks him what if they did get together or <laughs> what he thinks that uh, the shippers on the internet will call them, and he says he 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 doesn't know, but he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't have any control over it anyway. But um, Jaitlin, that's all. <laughs> the the idea that comes out is Snow Jay. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just a weird extinct bird. That's all that is. Yeah, they talked about how dirty it actually does kind of sound. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just thought that was funny. Um, North Canadian blowjob. Yeah, so, oh yeah, Snow Jay. Uh, one more bit I have on the Flash, and let me know if you have any more news on that. Uh, Mark Hamill was recently spotted on the set of the Flash. Lots of conjecture that he'll be back as the Trickster. It's confirmed now. Is it confirmed? Yeah. Because I saw it was confirmed, and then it turned out it was just the rumor. Nah, Hamill himself confirmed it via tweet. Oh, which is where cool. things get confirmed these days. In case you didn't. Um, well, you know. I, I uh, nothing's worth confirming unless it's 140 characters or less. I don't know. He he yeah, really did though. Good, he popped. That's in a good and, point. <laughs> that's a good point. Next week the news episode will be 45 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Things are happening in scene. Um, so I'm gonna. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, he confirmed he'd be back. I think he he had some joke in there about um, apparently this was. Uh, not supposed to be out, but hey, since it's already out, blah, 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 that kind of thing. I think he said, uh, does okay, saying cool. whoops count cool. as an apology? Because whoops. Or a- yeah, actually, his, another, what, what was his comment? Like, yeah, I know there's all this stuff about set urgency, but really, you never send over a selfie. <laughs> there is. There, it's just, it's a selfie of him, like, standing there with the trickster haircut in a prison with draw, like, little cartoonish, childlike drawings of wow. the Flash in, you know, it, with harm coming to him. And there's some lucky guy, whoever he is, um, lucky guy standing there with like a, a photo of the, it looked like a reprint of the cover of Killing Joke, it, or it could just be his personal copy. Um, That's awesome. Standing there happy as he could damn be. But yeah, it's, he's, of course. this was, he, dude's in uniform in a prison. He's happening. Just a matter of episode. Yeah. I mean, hey, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm completely straight, but Mark Hamill is one of those that I might actually reluctantly give it up for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead and turn in your card. He's the Joker. Yeah. He's the Joker. And a trickster. <laughs> and the trickster. And a Midnight Joker, probably. Uh, oh, God. I hope so. Because <laughs> I, would, I would need a lot of weed for that to actually go through. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to pop over to Gotham News. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, <laughs> the dude that played uh, the dude that plays Penguin. What is his name? What is his name? Mm. Robin Lloyd. Robin Lloyd Taylor. Thank that's you. it. I, I keep mixing up him I, and Enigma's uh, name. Corey Michael Smith. Yeah, the, why yeah. do you need six names you for did. two people? Damn it. Damn it, guys. I don't know. And, you know, maybe because serial killers generally have three names. There's a, like there's a habit to that, yeah. Or at least maybe a they're really just, you strong know, inside abbreviation. Maybe one of the reasons that Gotham did such a good job with casting is because they're just actually employing serial killers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but in Robin, about four years, 
when all the news breaks, <laughs> this is going to be huge. Now, I, Robin Lloyd for Taylor. having six names, at least I could appreciate they gave us six names we can pronounce. <clears throat> right. Robin Lloyd Taylor a few weeks ago said that he would love for Paul Rubens to play his dad, and now we have confirmation that Paul Rubens is, in fact, going to reprise his role as, uh, <laughs> as Papa Cobblepot. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, some, probably most people listening to this podcast will remember that he played, uh, briefly played uh, Penguin's father in Batman Returns. Mm-hmm. So that that might be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, Robin Lloyd Taylor also said that in response to Marilyn Manson playing a character on Gotham, he said, yes, yes, a million times yes. <laughs> that's pretty much what I said. That's that's uh, where I was with it. I'm on yeah. board. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I can dig it. Uh, Tell you what, you so, don't have to see his face. Let him come be hush. I, I am not on board. Aww. Anyway, speaking of things that I'm not completely on board with, a lot of people have been, you know, worried that uh, Corey Michael Smith's Ed Nigma hasn't been give, been given a lot of screen time in the last couple episodes. And uh, Corey Michael Smith actually said, for a very long time, I will be in every episode. I'll certainly be present, but episodes four, six, and seven are massive for me. Wow. You, rare, you says, rarely get episode go- numbers from people. Thanks. Thanks, Corey. Yeah, he says, we will be going to my house. It's pretty badass. I'm a little biased because it's my apartment, but it's really awesome. They went all out. It's super kitschy and creative. There's so many little details that are so Nygma, like the placemats or bubble wrap. The kitchen is filled with tools for gastronomy. It's amazing, really clever, and totally within the aesthetic realm of Gotham, Hmm. which to me sounds like it's got to be a cartoon. It's got to be a cartoon. It's got to be a cartoon. It's going to be a cartoon. Oh, I got nothing like that. No, they can totally pull That's off fine. a weird little kitschy. Eh, maybe. No, man, they can do basically whatever they want with me. And uh, I, like at this point, all we really know is that he's, uh, a, you know, a, a strange, a strangely adjusted guy with some OCD issues and a burgeoning extra personality. Um, all right, let me, let me explain it to you uh, like this. That scene from from. Uh, the last episode of Gotham where uh, where they where they kill off Jerome and, and all the people are laughing. Mm-hmm. To me, that was the moment in like Firefly, the first episode where where Mal hears those those ships coming down and realizes it's the Alliance and he loses his faith. <laughs> like the cross drops. You... Oh. <laughs> I'm imagining now you sitting at home watching this on uh, well probably your computer and yeah. uh, and and just as you're watching the your face turns to stone and all the hope drains from you. And for some reason, there's a guy standing right beside you that gets shot about eight times. Yeah. And don't forget the violin, man. Don't forget the violin. (laughs) Is that? (laughs) Oh, see that that's like your mental image for, for a shark jumping, isn't it? That's how I feel when a shark. That's how you feel when a shark or when someone jumps one. And sharks don't actually jump in that metaphor. We should be clear. And I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. That scene in Gotham, they didn't just jump the shark. They jumped over the shark and still managed to somehow like stick their dick in the shark's ear hole while they went no, over. Oh, come on. Like, we knew we knew the shark <laughs> jumping had already happened. Like, they threw fish into a river connected to seawater. There was probably a shark in there. She just got tossed right over it. Right, right. And even the shark was like, why are you not dead from that gut? Right. <laughs> I'm not eating this shit. There's shrapnel in the whole thing. Are you kidding me? Oh man! So there's there's this new promo that introduces Silver Saint Cloud, uh, Theo Galavan, and Bruce Wayne are having lunch. It would appear, mm-hmm. and because Bruce wanted to properly thank him for saving his life, and but Bruce is as fourteen year old boys will be uh, distracted by a, a pretty girl playing in the fountain outside, and we find out that Theo um just adopted her he was uh she he is her uncle oh, and God. his uh, as he as he says it his uh his uh brother was her father and uh, his brother died so he has adopted silver and they will be going to prep school together now she talks real weird she talks real weird cuz they go and they they actually meet in the promo mm-hmm. and he's like would you like to meet her and he's like yes i would and they go and meet and she's talking about. It. She's like, "Oh, have you, you've been there before." And he's like, "Well, I've been homeschooled, so I'm virtually new." And she's like, "Then we shall brave it together." Mm-hmm. It was real weird, and I, I kind of don't. Uh, 
Well, look, she was going to be boring for me the entire time. And I, I had been thinking, I had mentioned this to even even privately to you. I had been thinking the entire uh, like last few days, man, the only way you could possibly make St. Cloud interesting is if she was like sent in by Theo to fuck Bruce Wayne up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here we may be. Here we may be. That would be nice. Oh, um, quick little bit. It happened a couple of weeks ago, and I didn't really mention it, but I thought it would be funny to mention anyway. Um, I saw it earlier. Mm-hmm. Sean Pertwee says he would be honored to play his dad's version of the Doctor from Doctor Who. Nice. <laughs> Although he thinks his dad would would uh, crack up over the idea of it. <laughs> yeah. He says he's just talking about it. He's laughing, thinking about how what his dad's reaction would be to it. <laughs> Call your dad up. So guess what part I got? Right. Um, a couple more bits of news here mm-hmm. uh, from Supergirl. There is Supergirl Chris news. Vance. There is Supergirl. It, I, I meant to mention this. It, we, if it feels like we've been lacking in Supergirl news, that's not our disappointment. No, we're doing our job. There just is no fucking news. Every now and then they'll say there's yeah, a cast, and, and then the rest of it's just like the actual cast that we already knew being excited about the show. That's the news. Yeah, it's like literally like close to Flockhart's stand sitting around going like, oh, I mean, you know, the mythos and right, blah blah blah. And they've to done be a part a, of the cast and a ton of interviews uh, with uh, what's his name, Macad Brooks. Yeah. Tons of interviews with this kid. There's just no yeah. real news. I mean, the most it. interesting, I mean, uh, there was at some point where he said, like, I, I remember an interview where he was, like, saying, it may have just happened at New York Comic Con. He was like, oh, you know, like, the Jimmy Olsen is the audience proxy. Um, and most of the time when people see me, they don't think Jimmy Olsen because we don't really look alike. But I'm, I'm hoping to bring some of my own personality to the role. I mean, that's not, that's not news. No, that's. A fine take, and I wish him well, but it's, it's yeah. not news. No one's dropped, yeah. you know, flipper hands anywhere. We, we, we'd have found them. I mean, there, <laughs> there are a few hundred racist, raging fanboys who are pissed off and realize that he doesn't look like Jimmy Olsen. I, I got nothing for that. I, I don't care. Whatever. Not one damn. Uh, he's not one single damn. <laughs> like I don't know. There, there. Now there is a part of me that thinks he might be too buff to be Jimmy Olsen. Like I'm not sure I'm buying that. Right, but right. <laughs> you're not gonna buy like no. This is the guy that Superman protect. It looks like he could beat up somebody that was hurting Superman. What are you worried about? Right. I'm pretty sure he's about three feet taller than Henry Cavill. I don't. I don't yeah. And, I don't think he needs the little <laughs> wristwatch for anyone to save him. He looks like he's gonna be fine. Right. Right. He 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 wound up giving Superman in this continuity an, an Elastic Boy. Signal watch. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they just somewhere. Yeah, Superman. When you need me, here's the watch. Now, uh, <laughs> how will you be able to hear the watch? <laughs> it'll emit a. It'll emit a signal that only my kind of grace and calm can hear. Right. Me and the right. Dosa Dosa Keys guy. We're the only two people that can hear it. Oh well, a simple Superman. Um, my six pack will vibrate. <laughs> <laughs> my abdominal sense is tingling. <laughs> he's just looking like every now and then he's in the mirror, just glancing. Ooh, I seem to have grown a new back muscle. Trouble is in the area. <laughs> Surely this muscle will aid me in my quest. <laughs> Gotta admit, I wasn't. Ex- <laughs> if this fails, let's just do our show. <laughs> like if Supergirl, if Supergirl's off the air next year, let's pitch that. <coughs> right. Oh. What if Jimmy okay. Olsen saved um, everyone with his six pack? Tell me more. All right. Um, they they are adding Toy Man to their villain roster, girl. Um, and you know they they aren't ignoring the fact that uh, Jeremy Jordan's character, uh, when shot, is, uh, well, Gary's the name of the toy man. But they're saying the toy man uh, and Jeremy Jordan's character will have, there will be a relationship between those characters. So, I, I, you know, I I don't know exactly what that's supposed to mean. Yeah, I I, I didn't know what they were going for there. Eh, I don't really care. Toy man's kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, in at least the Justice League Unlimited version, downright creepy. <coughs> oh gosh, yeah. 
Well, the Superman animated series version is just uh so so disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like he's got a little bit of Mad Hatter to him. Um I guess like a little bit of trickster. He's kind of in the middle of, of some of those characters, but there's this definite kind of... Uh, he's just completely monotone, like with a lilting little voice. Just Yeah. He's got that big doll head. Yeah, which is off-putting. Ugh. Yeah. And there's this so, kind of predatorial, rapey feel to him at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well. They're going to make him some dude that's like a salesman at Macy's. <laughs> A salesman at Macy's. Yeah, he's got to run the the toy department at Macy's. No, he runs the karaoke bar. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. So, anywho, Uh uh, I think we're going to call it on this episode of DC On Screen. Uh, We are DC On Screen. We're a a proud member of the Giant Size Team-Up Network. Uh, you can find every episode at dconscreen.com as well as iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, if you would like a similar podcast about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, uh, go check out our friends Matt Carroll and Jeff Randall at mcucast.com. Tomorrow, I am going to be recording a review of the latest Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. episode with Matt Carroll as Jeff is is going to be out. Um, so I'm going to be guesting on that show, so go check that out as well. It'll, it should be up in the next couple of days. They'll be talking about how Fitz is a card-carrying badass these days. Oh, he is. He is. That is so not a man to be trifled with. So, yeah, about the time you're listening to this, there, there might be an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. review, and you can hear me talk about some Marvel stuff with Matt. It'll be fun. Until next week, keep some DC on your screen. That's the sound of a day starting out right. I hear it every time my new Toro Z-Master 4000 Zero Turn starts up. With big-time horsepower, giant voodoo track tires, turbo force deck, and comforts like MyRide and USB ports, it's fully loaded to mow all day long while delivering that signature Toro cut. From start to finish, this beast means business. Get your Z-Master 4000 today. Toro. Count on it.